Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Riding the Storm Out. I am here once again with my good friend and staff member here at Liberty Church Edmond, Fairview Baptist Church, and we're here to talk about what's on your menu, or at least will be, coming soon. Stay tuned. Well, welcome again to another week of Riding the Storm Out. Of course, I'm here with David Hannon, and we are here to discuss some of the current issues going on in our day. And quite frankly, David, you know, most of us, especially those of us in ministry, in fact, those that aren't in ministry, most everyday hardworking Americans, mm-hmm. uh, most everyday hardworking pastors, you go and do your job, you do everything to the glory of God. You go home at the end of every day, want to put your feet up and just enjoy time with your family and your kids. You really don't want to be researching all of what's really going on behind the scenes. And that's why we're here, because most of us are naive to a lot of this stuff. And sadly, we don't have a media that we can trust Mm -hmm. to give us the information and protect our liberties as watchdogs that Mm -hmm. they're supposed to be. So that's why... I appreciate the work that is done here, the research that you and Val and others do. And we, we get in here and we find some of these stories that are going on in some great, uh, true patriotic uh, news organizations that are out there. Sure, yeah. and in fact, before we get started, I would recommend, if you don't sign up for the Epoch Times, make sure you sign up for the Epoch Times. New American Magazine, mm-hmm. another great choice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Blaze, another great source. I know there are others, and if I think of them, we'll add them late, later on. But there are some very dependable, honest news organizations out there. Sure. You yeah. just have to look, because there's a lot that aren't. Yeah, But as we get into today's discussion, which is going to be dealing with the coming famine and food crisis. Oh, yeah. See, we have unelected officials, people in this world, they're unelected, who mm-hmm. want complete control over our lives by 2030. Mm-hmm. And they're going to use farming and agriculture as a way to control our lives. Mm-hmm. And yes... You might just have a plate of bugs in front of you someday. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Spaghetti that moves, right? And, and see, yeah. the, the reality is, is, is that uh, that uh, you know we recognize this is going on, mm-hmm. and, and quite frankly. I think it's got clear biblical ramifications. Oh, sure. Yeah. Now, yeah. how close are we to mm-hmm. the day? We don't know, but certainly seems to be some road signs oh, sure. that are giving sure. us indications mm-hmm. that we're getting closer. So yep. anyway, go ahead with the, the first video. All right. Got. Sounds good. Can you break down for us what exactly is this globalist plot to dominate the lives of everyday people? Certainly. So uh, the control guards, as I call them, uh, are the billionaires and bureaucrats plotting and scheming to dominate every aspect of your life. And the number one goal of the control guards is to transfer power away from people, away from countries, and more towards international institutions controlled by them. So this is people like Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, George Soros, Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, those are the guys on the cover, but there's really, uh, there's a lot more of them, unfortunately, who are working on this agenda to transfer power from nations to international institutions where they're unelected, they're unaccountable, controlled by the control oligarchs. So in chapter one, and in all the chapters, I put a, uh, an epigraph quote at the top from the character in the chapter, and David Rockefeller, who is really the uh, one of the godfathers of globalism, he has this quote, and I'll, I'll paraphrase it, but more or less it says, uh, some believe that 
my family and I are part of a cabal working against the interests of the United States to form a world government. If that is the charge, I stand guilty of it and I am proud of it. Now, that's more or less verbatim. He uses the word cabal. He says mm -hmm. one world and he says uh, he's guilty and proud of it. So David Rockefeller, uh, you know, George Soros is in this group. Uh, the late Henry Kissinger is in this group. Uh, and, and Henry Kissinger, he was Klaus Schwab's mentor before the World Economic Forum was set up. You know, David, it's not difficult for a pastor to grasp this. Mm -hmm. We understand that man's sin nature. And yeah. man's nature has always been to rule over other men mm -hmm. and, quite frankly, to run the world. You yeah. go all the way back to Genesis 9 and 10 and we're first introduced to the first Babel and Nimrod, the first attempt to use uh, organized religion as well as absolute despotic control mm -hmm. to run the world at that time. Yeah. You look at biblical history. You had Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon. You had uh, Media Persia and Xerxes. You had uh, Alexander and the Greeks. You had the Caesars in Rome. You had the Egyptian pharaohs. Man is always running to run the world and control oh, yeah. everything. Why? Yeah. I don't know. All I want to do is go home early, get a little golf, <laughs> spend time yeah. with my wife and my grandkids. Sure. But for some reason, these men that have all this power, well, I know what it is. There's a void. They don't have the Lord. And That's they're right. desperate for power and, and other things that, that mm -hmm. Satan yeah. tries to tempt you with. Just like when Satan tested Jesus. You know, just fall down and worship me, and all this can be yours. Mm -hmm. Well, these guys have said yes to the situation. Oh, yeah. And the reality is that, that we have the same evil inclination in human nature. Mm -hmm. But rather than it be uh, you know, Nebuchadnezzar and an invading mass of Babylonian marauders, mm -hmm. now the, the takeover is done in corporate boardrooms. Yep. And, and it's done in, in meetings in Davos. That's filtered down, as you mentioned earlier, unelected officials. Yeah. We don't have any senators or congressmen that, that we put into office to do this. Yeah. However, we have those in office that are complicit with the giveaway. Oh, sure. And yeah. it's being done through bureaucratic agencies mm -hmm. in America. Mm -hmm. In conjunction with the globalists, yep. you've got the bureaucratic deep state, which is what Donald Trump identified. And, for example, right now, we're having this argument or a debate at the national level is whether we can have gas stoves. I Even know. though any chef would tell you that gas is far preserved, a better way to cook oh, yeah. than electricity. It's safe. It's effective. It's abundant. It's There's not a reason not to have natural gas other than the fact that they want to control our lives and make it harder for us to take care of our That's lives. right. And you know what? You can go to the World Economic Forum and mm -hmm. you go right to their uh, website and you can see their sustainable goals mm -hmm. for food, mm -hmm. as well as other facets, but today's focusing on food. So not only are we losing our gas automobiles and our gas stoves, <laughs> you're saying that our diets are going to change. That's right. Oh, pray tell. Tell me more. Yeah, well, we can watch this video, which kind of sets up the rest of the show. So let's, okay. let's watch this okay. video on here. It's from the No Farmers, No Food, Epic Times, uh, and they talk about the Club of Rome, and they talk about a first global revolution book. At some point down the line the narrative changed to be around climate. What was the narrative prior to that? What was the justification they were giving climate. in order to push mm -hmm. you know, this kind of more control from the top down? Yeah, immediately preceding climate and environment, actually the Cold War was the pretext for having this incredibly large, incredibly powerful federal government. In fact, you see a very clear break when the Club of Rome met in 1991 as the uh, Soviet state and, and the 
Eastern European communist states were collapsing. Uh, the Club of Rome, very, very powerful elitists. Obviously, Mikhail Gorbachev was there. Uh, you had many prominent Americans, people like Al Gore. Al Gore. Uh, they got together and they came up with this incredible document where they actually said we need a new justification for this all-powerful state. So the new excuse is going to be because the environment is going to be harmed and because climate is going to hurt us. Wait, what? I could not believe what I just heard. Did world leaders really lay out this globalist plan in plain English in a physical book way back in 1991? I went on Amazon and there it was the first global revolution, which states, and I quote, in searching for a common enemy to unite us, we came up with the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine, and the like would fit the bill. And therefore, the real enemy is humanity itself. So public enemy number one is humanity. Yep. Oh, I can't wait oh, to yeah, hear yeah. from the world. <laughs> world. United Nations is my favorite. Movie. Oh, yeah. You know, we've talked about this before. I've preached on it. Think about the coincidence. You know, Russia finally fell. The, the Berlin Wall fell. Russia fell. And then in 1991, we no longer had this, this chief adversary, mm -hmm. which has been in existence immediately from World War II until today. Mm -hmm. The Soviet Union had finally fallen. Yeah. So what did Mikhail Gorbachev, the last of the dictator leaders of the Soviet Union, what does he do with himself now that he is no longer in the job of being a dictator? Well, a coincidence he went to San Francisco to mm -hmm. lead a yep. environmental organization. Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you, what kind of background or, or necessary education or training would a dictator have in dealing with environmental issues? Well, you don't need one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, as you talked about the Club of Rome, everybody's, you, you talked about Agenda 2030. Yeah. Well, originally, that was called Agenda 21. That's right. And the global, the nations of planet Earth, including the United States of America, sadly, George mm -hmm. Bush, who was a Republican, was also part of this group. He was a, a he was, he was a Republican. He sounded good most of the time on yeah. television, but the reality is he was not on our side. No. And he was working to unify power into this globalist utopia. Mm -hmm. And America was very much on favor with in favor with this first meeting that took sure. place in Rio de, Rio de Janeiro in, in 1992. And from that, we came up with Agenda 21. And now it's been pushed to Agenda 2030. But the acceleration is, is all consistent. Mm -hmm. It's exactly what they have written about, exactly what they plan. And ultimately, the, end, the ultimate outcome is total control. That's right. What's interesting, and honestly, I don't understand why, other than satanic, but they are totally fixated on reducing the world's population. You know, I can understand, you know, Satan hating the Jews for one reason or another. And, of course, all the way up and through World War II where you had, you know, Hitler's attempted final solution. But why in the world would you want to reduce the world population from 7.5 million down to 500,000? And that's their, their stated goal. Why? why well, the only thing I can come up with is I, I don't think they're that delusional that they really think mm -hmm. that 500,000 is a magic number. I think that it's got to be satanic. Yeah. God created man in his own image and likeness, gave man the responsibility of representing and overseeing planet Earth and what God loves and, and, and gave his own son for. Mm -hmm. Satan hates 
to the nth degree of, of whatever ounce of fiber he has in his uh, immaterial body. Mm-hmm. So God loves man. Satan hates man. God wants man to procreate and fill the earth. Satan wants us to have sex with anything other than sure. yeah. the, the opposite sex. Yeah. And then if you happen to get pregnant, you need to abort it. So this is a policy of death and mm-hmm. destruction. And quite frankly, if you take out humanity, then why in the world are we even concerned about the long-term existence of planet Earth? I mean, I know that planet Earth is going to survive. Yeah. But if the ultimate goal is the well-being of man, then how is the solution to the global environmental problem to eliminate mankind? Right now, there's too many people to control. Mm-hmm. So if you reduce that to 500 million, mm-hmm. yeah. you, you can mm-hmm. probably have better control over your land that you're going to own. I can see themselves, I'll take the United States of America. Bill Gates, I'll claim the United States. You claim this other territory, and we'll have just enough people to manage, enough slaves, mm-hmm. per se, that we can manage. And I will make sure that I will take care of them. I will feed them. Mm-hmm. I will make sure they get the medical attention they need. I, I don't know. They, they will be if, completely dependent. See, and that's and we will be completely dependent because that's the, they want us to be completely dependent upon them. Well, we won't be because I won't make the first cut. <laughs> and and you, if you make it past the first round, you'll be going to the second. In fact, you're a university guy. Not only are you a Christian who happens to be affiliated with our church, but you also are an academic. So that, those are among the first ones to be lined oh, up yeah. and shot. So don't think that we're going to have to deal with this for very long. But you know, I had this conversation. Uh, Curtis Powers, of course, good friend of our program, um, very knowledgeable on the subject of communism, uh, Trevor Loudon, another yeah. man yeah. we've had in our church here, good friend of the program, and uh, one of the foremost experts on communism that travels America and educates mm-hmm. on it, had this conversation with both of them. Because I didn't know, in every communist regime, after the former government falls and the new communist government comes to power, there was always mass death, either assassination or starvation. There always. And I've wondered, why is there starvation? I mean, if your whole idea is to present, hey, we've got a governing philosophy that's better than what you used to have. It's going to be better under my rule. Swear allegiance to me, and it'll Mm -hmm. be better for you. Why is there always dread, fear, and mass death? And here's the conclusion Actually, Trevor didn't. Trevor's idea suggestion was that it was control. Here's what I think it is. You know, we, especially here in America, and, and within our nature, we, we we know that God exists. Yeah. And anybody that's sensitive and has been exposed at all to any kind of gospel uh, education or any kind of affiliation with the Bible recognizes that you know the 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 golden rule is do unto your brother as you would have your exactly. brother do unto you. Yeah. I mean, the Lord Jesus Himself said, "Love the Lord with all your heart, mind, body, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself." Mm-hmm. So we we are trained in this country, especially Christian Americans. We have this idea that i got to take care of my family. Oh, if I've got a neighbor that's in need or this man in need or this person in need, I want to try to help them. Sure, yeah. So we've got this Christian worldview of trying to assist those in need. Well, how do you take someone from that uh, uh, that philosophy of grace and, and care to the dog-eat-dog evolutionist philosophy of survival of the fittest? Well, the only way to do that, or the most effective way of doing that, is a lack of food. If there's only a, oh, a, a crust yeah. of bread every day, oh yeah. Well, first of all, you're going to do what you can to feed your family or, or mm-hmm. to feed yourself. So there's not a faster way 
to get man to turn against his fellow man and to lose the Christian philosophy that oh, is yeah. inbred or been entrained in him to be uh, to adopt the Marxist uh, survival of the fittest philosophy, then a famine, then doing whatever it takes to survive for one more day. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the biggest cause is satanic, and I think it's that. Yeah. To root out and drive out this whole idea that the Lord Jesus wants us to have. Yeah. And replace it with that completely self-absorbed survival of the fittest mentality of, of Satan. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, is that if the government is providing you an allowance every day, and that allowance only allows you to live for that day, mm-hmm. number one, they have exercised complete control over you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't toe the line every day, well, they can cut your yeah, life Yeah, and off. this is why I believe mm-hmm. out of all times in history, this is where Christian people, you need to, we need to unite more. Yep. Our church needs to be united yep. and stand together because divided we will fall. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. And they Wait will use second. these tactics. You think the church is going to work together? <laughs> <laughs> Christians actually work with the... No. Yeah. I, I agree with you, David. I was being sarcastic. I, I, I know. Uh, it's just... I can imagine Jesus talking to his disciples about being unified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure that conversation came up. Well, he said on the last night, and it's recorded in John, you know, this is how you'll be known, by your love one for another. Mm-hmm. That's how we're supposed to be recognized, that agape love that we have for each other. Mm-hmm. Not by how many tracks you have in your pocket yeah. or how many times you've read through the Bible and you've marked it down, keep it count, and you brag about it on Facebook or whatever, mm-hmm. but the love that's demonstrated one for another. So yeah. I, I, I agree with you. That's yeah, right. and I don't want this to, to happen. I don't want the day, which might be fairly soon, that we go to our local grocery store or go to Walmart and we see empty shelves. We see meat and poultry gone mm-hmm. from the shelves, and we're left with a diet of bugs mm-hmm. because the FDA is working right now to approve certain uh, insects that are edible. I know other foreign countries like the Netherlands and, and other places where they had huge agriculture in their country, that's being cut in half. And now the, uh, their uh, uh, Food and Drug Administration, per se, is approving bugs for a healthy diet. And you know what? We're going to hear that on the next video because he's going to declare this guy right here on the screen has been sitting here for a long time is declaring a war on meat and traditional agriculture. Do you want to listen to the garbage that he spews out of his mouth? Remember the World Health Organization (laughs) that so adeptly guided us through the COVID pandemic. Boy, they've sure earned (laughs) earned my trust. Yeah, you guys are on our side, aren't you? I can believe every word that comes out of your mouth. So brought to you by the same people that brought us the COVID pandemic. I know. We reintroduced to you the World Health Organization. Out there for our best interest. Go ahead. All right. (laughs) Our food systems are harming the health of people and planet. Food systems contribute to over 30% of greenhouse gas emissions and account for almost one-third of the global burden of disease. Transforming food systems is therefore essential by shifting towards healthier, diversified, and more plant-based diets. If food systems delivered healthy diets for all, we could save 8 million lives per year. WHO is committed to supporting countries to develop and implement policies to improve diets and fight climate change.
I'm therefore very pleased that over 130 countries have signed the COP28 UAE Declaration on Climate and Health. Together, we can protect and promote the health of both people and planet. Great. He's going to transform the food system so we can save 8 million lives. I would really like to see the data behind that claim. How, how do you get sustaining life by cutting food supply? That doesn't make sense <laughs> no. on its face. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Let me say, as we continue the conversation, and we've addressed this in the past, there is no such thing as a climate crisis. No. As you saw no. in that book with the Club of Rome, they had Which to create— Which took place right after the 80s. We're right? talking about early 90s, and this is where it all began. They Go had ahead, to create yes, this they did. climate emergency, so we have a common enemy— it was for the last three years. It was COVID. We're under attack. We're at war with COVID. Everybody, run to your houses. Quit doing your job. Oh, Lowe's, you can stay open. Major corporations, you can stay open. Mm-hmm. But mom and pop businessman, everyday average middle class American, well, mm-hmm. you've got to close your business. Yep. Mask up. Back. Put ten of them on. In fact, if you're being intimate with your mate, you probably want to wear four or five masks because COVID's out there. It's the <laughs> boogeyman. Well, now it's climate. There's no we we have yep. we have only yep. had instruments to be able to measure weather accurately for less than two centuries, about 150 years. Mm-hmm. And over that period of time, the data shows that there is something that affects the temperature on planet Earth. It's that big orange ball of fire oh, in the, yeah. the universe. Yeah, I know. And they have found that that there are cycles mm-hmm. of increased solar activity called solar maxima, and then decreased solar activity mm-hmm. called solar minima. Wow. And that actually has a direct relationship to the fluctuations on planet Earth. All right, now correct me if I'm wrong, okay. but I do remember in the early 80s we were all going to freeze to death. Of course, yeah, the next and ice then, age. And then it switched in the late 80s to we're all going to burn to death. What happened? At least eight times in the past million years, it has advanced and retreated with clockwork regularity. If we are unprepared for the next advance, the result could be hunger and death on a scale unprecedented in all of history. What scientists are telling us now is that the threat of an ice age is not as remote as they once thought. During the lifetime of our grandchildren, Arctic cold and perpetual snow could turn most of the inhabitable portions of our planet into a polar desert. I mean, they were looking at the same scientists, looking at the same data, said we're going to have the next ice age throughout the early part of the 1980s. Then we get into the 1990s, close to 2000, and then it's global warming. Mm-hmm. They finally at least just decided to cut their losses and just call it climate change. Well, yep. guess what? Yep. Climate changes. Right now, <laughs> we're in the middle of winter. Strangely enough, about two weeks ago, it was sub-zero. Today, it's like 73 degrees. Yeah. Now, what was it that caused it to go from zero to 73 well, climate change. Climate change. Yeah, <laughs> but and they use these terms and they define them as if they're evil. Greenhouse gases. It's your car. Oh yeah. Well, have you ever have you ever walked into a greenhouse? Oh yeah. It actually would be. Oh, it's you lush. Didn't, it's beautiful. You didn't drop dead there either. No. With all those greenhouse gases inside the greenhouse. Yeah. Actually, our CO two, which is a greenhouse gas, is plant food. We all know about photosynthesis. At one time when yeah. we went to school, we actually got an education. Yeah. And we learned that plants take the carbon dioxide and produce oxygen. It's an incredible, miraculous system. And this is God why created. we need to cut down every tree. That's why we need to <laughs> cut down, bury all these forests for climate change. That's right. Again, that's change. What, 
That's exactly what I, I thought of. <laughs> but we are actually at about 25% yeah. of optimum. Mm-hmm. You know, and you go back and, and the, some of these, the finds, uh, some of the um, uh, 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 dinosaur bones or, or bones of, of, of animals, in fact, even butterflies that they have found uh, here 6,000 years later, there, have, there was a period of time on planet Earth, back in the time of Adam and Eve, where leaves were much larger. Mm-hmm. Uh, animals were much larger. And it's believed and it's logical yeah. Yeah. that the higher that the, that the world actually was much more like a, a plush greenhouse. So things did grow mm-hmm. better. Man lived longer. And now we've got this fear that CO2 is a poison gas. It's not a poison gas. Mm-hmm. Again, it's plant fertilizer. And it doesn't matter how much CO2 that we put out there, the world absorbs it and uses it and turns it around. Yeah. And the real data, when you look at statistics, you can go back and you look at history. Somehow or other, they can take history and then cut trees and examine tree rings, and they can come up with a pretty accurate um, history of the record of climate for the last 6,000 years. Yeah. But for the last 150 to 200 years, we actually have instruments we know that the sea level is not rising. We, we know that this is all nonsense. We know that the climate fluctuates with warming periods and cooling periods. And when you look back at the historical data, there were several periods in our history, going back to the Roman warming period, yeah. the medieval warming period. We all remember the story about George Washington at Valley Forge. That was right in the middle of the Little Ice Sage. Age. Yeah. There have been periods over the last 2,000 years where it's been much warmer than we are now and much mm-hmm. cooler than we are now. And this was before they had jet airplanes yep. and gas stations and SUVs. Mm-hmm. So we know that it wasn't manned contributing to it. As a matter of fact, those periods, I think about this, David, you're, you're a PhD, whatever that means. That means you went to class. Post-hole digger. That means you actually went to class when I didn't. I know what that means. You actually went and studied yeah. and took your tests. You know, I understand if I'd have taken my tests, I might have had a better grade point ever. But anyway, that, that's a subject for another day. But, uh, but uh, I forget where I was going with this, but it doesn't add up. I mean, there, there is no yeah. evidence of, of oh, oh, here's what it was. The world population. Mm-hmm. They say that we're overpopulated now, and that's causing or contributing to climate change. Well, we know. I mean, this is not a guess. We know there are periods in history that are much warmer than we are now. Oh, yeah. And periods in history that are much cooler than we are now. And we know that the global population was far less than it is now. Mm-hmm. So these conclusions that they're drawing to push on us, again, if they can get the herd to stampede off the cliff, we will. Oh, yeah. They don't need to have a lot of logic. All they've got to do is get a couple of us panicked and running. Oh, Next yeah. thing you know, the whole community is running in that direction. For example, look at the last couple of years with all the mask wearing. I know. Although we know that masks don't stop viruses. They never have. I was on a flight yesterday. It's amazing. You see a handful of people at the airport wearing masks. I know. I just sat there and said, yep. well, God bless you. I hope you're doing us all a favor by at least covering up an ugly face. Maybe that's what you're doing it for. But none of this is legitimate. But climate is the whole hoax. It's the, it's the foundation of all of their efforts to mm-hmm. expand and exercise control yep. over all of humanity. Minimize the population. Again, with AI, we looked at this last week. Oh, yeah. With Noah Yuval Harari. They, they realize that much of humanity will be unnecessary. Yep. Be unemployable. Yep. You either go through the useless class. The useless class. Yep. Well, if you don't go through re education and you're part of the useless class, guess what happens to you? 
You'll be discarded. You'll be dis- yeah. You'll be done, done away with. Yep. And there's just a minimal number that they will need. I guess they're guessing 500 million that can serve as serfs and do the That's jobs right. that the computers can't do, the machines can't mm-hmm. do, and then the the elite will live in their palaces. It's it's the old feudal system mm-hmm. on steroids. Yep. Yep. Oh, don't you love being alive? Hopefully, you know, with education, there with information and education, there's power. Yes. And, you know, it's kind of like when you were a kid. Uh, you used to be afraid of the boogeyman that hid in your closet. Mm-hmm. And, and you'd be in there laying in bed and, you know, Mom, I'm scared. And Mom comes in the room, turns on the lights, open up the closet, and when you see that there's nothing in there but your shirts, you go, oh, yeah. I guess I don't have to be scared anymore. So hopefully... If we are providing a, a service at all, it's hopefully getting yeah. people to start probing into these subjects, yeah. going to these websites that we're introducing them to, and educating themselves and you pastors, educate your congregations as to what's really going on. Mm-hmm. We have nothing to fear other than those that are charged with trying to protect us. Exactly. They're the only ones we really have need to be fear- yeah. fearful of. All right. What do you got next? Uh, well, we have... Uh Bill Gates. Oh, my favorite person. Yeah, we just spoke about COP28. So you know, I go. understand he's going to be president of the Homeowner Association <laughs> in hell. <laughs> right. Be on the same block. Uh, here in Dubai, uh, this is COP28, uh, very, very important meeting. Uh, the issue of health and climate uh, will be discussed at length. Uh, that's never gotten the attention it deserves. Uh, the issue of food systems and how with climate change... A lot of farmers aren't able to grow their crops, uh, which is a a tragedy for them. Uh, We'll talk about using innovation uh, to absolutely solve that problem. Now, let me just point out this, David. we got a real problem. Farmers aren't able to grow their crops. Well, tell us, Bill, why aren't farmers able to grow their crops? Well, in other countries, it's because of all of the regulations they're bringing down on them to making them cut their, their crops and cut their, their cattle and their animals and their feed. And, and it's just it's compounding the problem. But do you notice yep. he said food systems? There's a recurring theme here. Food, food systems. systems. Now, he has his own company that he's involved with called Appeal, A-P-E-E-L. Of course. <laughs> Appeal. And they are genetically uh, creating apples with a longer shelf life. So he, what he's doing is good by making plant-based foods and genetically creating fruit, uh, avocados. And he's signed a deal. Appeal has signed a deal with Costco. So at one time, I would go into Costco and I can find organic fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. So are we going to see the time where we see appeal fruits and vegetables in our grocery stores? I don't know. Now, do you think that this I would might say, be wholesome for us to yes. eat? Do you think there Keep might more. be something in this fruit? What do you think? Do I think? theme, and, and quite frankly, be looking for and expect something irrational to happen this year. I, I, I know we're in for a, uh, I think there's going to be a crisis moment at some point this year. Or moments. All of this, yeah, all of this stuff is adding to it. This is yeah. part of the overall uh, effort to, to change the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, quite frankly, I'll stick with fresh beef and, <laughs> and organic fruits and vegetables, yep. and you can have the uh, stuff that they made in the lab if you would like. <laughs> well, that brings us to the conclusion of this week's edition of Riding the Storm Out. Make sure, again, Epoch Times, New American Magazine, uh, The Blaze Network. Network. Uh, ben, who's the uh, 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 
good conservative Jewish man out there. I forget his name, but he's got Ben Shapiro. Daily Wire. Daily Wire. Yeah, Ben another, Shapiro. Yeah, Ben Shapiro. Uh, Daily Wire. No, there are some of these that are good, good sources of, of news that you mm-hmm. can trust. But again, even with them, uh, Acts seventeen eleven, trust Justin. but verify. Well, until next week, have a great week, and God bless you. Thank <laughs> you.